Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. This is Rail Bricker coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. For a value added extra, excellencepodcast.com has heaps of free resources for you to download. That is excellencepodcast.com. And with me today, all the way from Fremantle in Western Australia, just down the road from me, is Brett Treasure. Welcome, Brett. Thank you, Rail. Thanks for having me. So Brett describes himself as of average height, right-handed and good with words. Um, but I think there are some other shining light characteristics that we will draw out over the course of this episode. So, so Brett, you, you're involved in something called Stake Something. You're one of the co-founders of Stake Something, the anti-procrastination app. So my first question must be, how many times did you put off designing it? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an ongoing joke. Um, look, Ben and I are not great procrastinators, um, but everyone has a history of it. So it's probably the world's most common problem. Okay. And so so, so let's just, I mean, I, I, we're going to delve, delve a little bit more into it, but You've tried to bring bring behavioral science into 2021 and beyond in an app um, and, and, and software. How have you brought behavioral science into that party? Well, the genesis of this is, is a bunch of work that was done originally by Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky. And it's the principle that they... Um, made clear in experimental research is that humans are loss averse. We're much more sensitive to losing things than we are to striving for things. And so we've used that principle to build up a tool that helps people stop procrastinating and get into action on things. Okay. And so I guess the first part of that is, you know, how 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 much procrastination is there? In other words, you know, is it is it more common than we think, or is it just something that that you know we, we has become such a part of our of our vocabulary today that that you know? Oh yes, I'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> um, you know, how, I'll call you back, right? <laughs> how much how much of that is ingrained in our psyche now? Oh, it's, it is completely ingrained. Um, and ev everyone takes it for granted that there are there are things that you want to do uh, and are important to you, but you're not doing it at the moment. And, and the research says it's somewhere around about the 90% mark and that about 20% of people identify as chronic procrastinators. But it, but it, it shows up in so many different areas. It's, it's all across the health area and people wanting to exercise and not doing that wanting to lose weight, not doing that, wanting to make calls in their business, not doing that, avoiding paperwork. It's just endemic. So I want to, I want to look at that exercise one. Um, you know, you often get the, the, the Hollywood moment that people get, you know, that the doctor says you better lose weight, otherwise you're going to have a heart attack or you've just had a heart attack and I, 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 I dodged that bullet. 
I ended up with two cardiac stents eight years ago, but I was training for a marathon and I had neck pain and they resolved that I had a, a blockage or two. But so I avoided the bullet. I avoided, you know, serious damage. But does it does it take serious damage to get people to stop procrastinating or do they just go back into their old habits? Well, what, what we know is that, that if you want to get out of um, if you want to get out of something and, and into a new way of behaving, then it's it's not an intellectual process. That doesn't happen in the in the frontal cortex. It, it's an emotional thing. If you're not doing something, it's because you um, you don't feel like it. Essentially, so the 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 business of conscious initiation, the business of starting something new, that that doesn't happen by you deciding it's a good idea. It happens because there's a strong emotional trigger, like the doctor says, Rail, if you don't do this, you're going to die, or you need to modify your behaviour. The, where the brain is most sensitive to to and most willing to change is in the area of a risk to survival. So risk is the area that is rich pickings for changing your behaviour. If you can set up a risk, then your brain is interested because your brain just wants to survive, right? So is that sort of, I mean, th that's ingrained in us from caveman days, fight or flight? Well, uh, and it's not just human beings, it's in primates because research has been done and, and, and the summary, I'm going to sum it up in one sentence, which is basically... If you give a monkey a banana, it's happy. But if you give a monkey two bananas and take one away, you've got a really pissed off monkey. So that means that that, that tendency, that, that aversion to risk is at least 35 million years old because that's when those monkeys broke off from the human tree. Okay, but so that leads me to my next question about the science behind all of this. Right. Yeah. Our lives are not around bananas, although, you know, a lot of economists use the bananas in the economy as a as a as an analogy for, right. for other things, but you know, the, or the production of bananas. Yeah. But, but but truly, you know, for, for 99.9% .9 of the population, money drives everything. Yeah. And so yeah. so how have you brought the science of that into stopping procrastination? Well, look, the the in terms of changing your behavior, you've it's it's an emotional trigger that you've got to find. So that means you've got two weapons, you've got risk or reward, and we know that risk works better. Right? So what's the one thing that people imagine if they had lots of it, it'd reduce their risks in life? Money, I guess, but that's right, and it normally takes people exactly three seconds to come to that conclusion because we've made money central to our way of thinking. And, and so what's happening here is when you risk losing money, your brain confuses that with a threat to your survival and then all of that behaviour change circuitry in the brain is available to you. So, so that's why we're using, hey, why don't you risk losing money to 
inspire yourself to make a positive change in your life. How does that go against our gambling culture in Australia? Uh, well, what we're doing is not gambling because gambling um, takes you out of the picture. Um, if you if your efforts are what determines whether it happens or not, that's not deemed to be gambling. But I mean, you could argue that you're really gambling against yourself. It doesn't fit the technical definition of gambling. There doesn't seem to be a lot of resistance from that front. Uh, it was just an observation, but yes, I understand that 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 you're gambling on the outcome of some external event, whereas whereas with stake something, you're actually gambling on the outcome of your own behaviour and right. trying to modify your behaviour to a positive outcome. Yeah, that's right. And and to be clear, what happens here is you set up a weekly promise and you say, I'm going to do X. If you do X, it doesn't cost you anything. And if you don't do X, then you forfeit the money and proceeds go to charity. One of the things, and, and reading up on stake something, so getting in a little bit more detailed now, um, the accountability is still one thing that you can't automate, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you link into the fitness app that says, you know, how many times or Strava, how many times do you go running or cycling this week? Yeah. Um, but but how do you, how, what is your experience of people holding themselves accountable when there is no one else to hold them accountable? Well, we do give people the option of being coached in the app. So it's much harder to you know, lie about what you did during the week if you're accountable to somebody else. So you can have a coach or you can use a buddy. We do allow for that. But there are some people who don't do that and they're, they're just completely running it as an honour system and that can be challenging. Um, we've had a couple of people say to us, oh, by the way, I did lie about that. Um, I didn't really do my exercise last week because I wanted to keep my $50 or $100 or whatever. So that does happen. But what we notice is true about that is that for anyone who does that, it just stops working because you can't trick yourself. You can't hold those two things at the same time. Your brain knows now that there's really no valid threat there. It's just a fake threat. So it stops working as an incentive because you know you can sleaze out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so at the end of the day, although the, this is quite unique, and, and I was in a mastermind group in, in America for a couple of months and, and run by an American who we would stake $100 every 10 weeks, so every five sessions, every five fortnightly sessions, yeah. and we would put up our goals, what we're going to achieve in the next fortnight, and and then you emptied up or went into the pool and then whoever met their goals shared the pool. So it was a little different to going to charity. Yes. But what I found with that was that I started making goals just to almost be achievable. Right. So instead of setting myself what I call stretch goals, and when I do a lot of goal setting with people, I work on stretch goals, not the goals that, you know, I'm not talking of a goal that says I'm going to run 111 seconds. Hmm. If you're currently running it at 20 seconds, try and do 19, hmm. you know, not 11, because that's just going to put you off. Yeah. But, but, but people, and I spoke to other people in the mastermind, and a couple of the others were doing the same thing. Hmm. They got to a point where they went, oh, I'm too, I'm too 
procrastinated driven. I'm too not bothered. I'm just going to set goals that are a little bit achieve, you know, a little bit more than I'm at now, and I'll I'll achieve them easily. Yeah, look, I think there's a couple of things about that. Firstly, the you know, if you can improve yourself gradually over a long period of time, you'll get somewhere. So, so there's that. But there's also the ability to edit what you're doing as you go along. So you can change your goals um, and and use it however you want to use it. So, so you've said in the app, people can can you know, going back to detail, can stake time or money. Explain that concept. Yeah. So. We know that staking money works best. It works much better than staking time, but but also you've got the option of doing that. And and what we mean is you put some of your own time at risk. So that might be, look, if I don't do my exercise six times during the week, um, I'll write out 100 times I'm a lazy slob. Um, Or you might cut down on your Netflix time in the following week if you don't meet your objectives. You might put some of that screen time at risk. So um, for some people, that will be an effective forfeit and that will motivate them um, to modify their, their behaviour. Okay, and so modifying behaviour, what areas are the most appropriate to use something like Stake Something, or to use an app like Stake Something? Well, I think you know, one of them is studying and um I've, I've used this in my own life. I've been studying Spanish now, um, using staking for, gee, nearly a 1,000 days. I haven't missed a single day because I've got $100 riding on it every week. Um, so t- I, I didn't even think I was money motivated, but it turns out I'm a real tight ass. <laughs> um, so now I've just kind of transformed from someone who was didn't, I never thought of myself as being reliable to, to 100% reliable in that area. Um, and, you know, my Spanish is, you know, getting there. It's good. So study is definitely an area. Exercise and weight loss is an area. Um, using it for some aspect of business building is an area. Actually, some people, including my business partner, use it as a way of disciplining, disciplining themselves, not to do too much work. So he stakes, I'm going to stop working at six o'clock at night and spend time with my family completely. People stake that as well. And there's also alcohol reduction and giving up other things, yoga and meditation, what have you. So there was something in the notes that you'd sent me that was actually quite interesting. You said there, any venture that needs regular time input. Mm. And I kind of like that. You know, we all think of, yeah, we're going to, you know, program ourselves to, as you said, exercise or study or do something. But but I like that one of anything that needs regular time input. Yeah, it's the consistency, right? And where this works really well is in getting you started. And risking money is great for that. And then once you've been doing it for a little while, you're the neuroplasticity kicks in and your brain goes, oh, I've been practising the piano for six days in a row and I didn't die. It must be okay to practise the piano. And suddenly it's not that much of a mental effort to sit down and practise the piano because, because doing the action changes your brain, right? So 
you use the, the risk of money to get you into action, and then after that, you're doing the action and your brain takes over. And then you start to shift from I'm risking something to intrinsically being motivated. And then it becomes satisfying. You know, I'm not, I'm not present to the risk anymore of losing $100 when I study Spanish. What I'm present to is the satisfaction of I've become someone who's reliable at doing something that I said I was going to do. So, so, so let's talk about that, this procrastination. You start the process. Now, Stephen Covey says it takes 21 days to build a habit. There are a lot of other gurus that say it takes 90 days to build a habit. Yeah. So you're saying that this app will help people get started. That's so right. at some point, what they're doing should become a habit? It does, yeah. That's, that's exactly right. And incidentally, the, the, the academic literature is very clear. There is no correct number of days for this. It varies dramatically. So depending on you, depending on the activity, it might take you two weeks to get into a habit. It might take you six months. Yeah, and I've I've seen the, the most I've sort of range as twenty one days to ninety days, is, is yeah I think that's a fair fair estimate yeah yeah I mean, and it's just different gurus staking their claim on something else yeah. um so overall I mean you've obviously looked at the science you've studied the science behind this you know for listeners out there who's saying I'll get to this episode tomorrow no don't do that um, <laughs> what advice would you give them about avoiding procrastination besides using your app and we'll come back to how they do that in a minute yeah look the first thing is um don't go and read a book about it really because knowledge is not the thing that's the wrong part of the brain so what you what you need to do is get into action so if you want to be you know running seven days a week in two months time what you need to do between now and then is start running. So the action will change the wiring in your brain. Now, how you kick that off is by putting something at stake. If you've got nothing at stake, there's no deadline, you're really not going to make progress, I predict. So, you know, you don't need our app to do that. You can put, you can put money at stake, you can talk to someone else but whatever you're doing, put something at stake. Take a risk, risk something that you've already got, uh, and money is a good, good thing to, um, to risk. And then get a structure of some sort around yourself. So there, there needs to be reminders or notes or someone knocking on your door saying, let's go running. You need to have some structure to give you the accountability. So do that. Get a coach if you can and, and just be willing to be accountable. And, and, and the last thing I would say about that is, and again, this is supported by the evidence, if you're willing to forgive yourself for screwing up occasionally, then you will be more reliable in the future. The people who, who don't have success are the people who, who beat themselves up about, oh, I said I was going to do this and I didn't, and that means I'm a failure or I told you I couldn't do that, they go down that rabbit hole and they subsequently procrastinate again. If you want to change your behaviour, be prepared to acknowledge you're human, you're going to make mistakes, it's okay that you do, 
pick yourself up, dust yourself off, go again. Well, that, that last point is interesting. I, there are a number of, of, of interviews and studies with professional golfers and what makes the number one golfer different to the number 100. Hmm. And they actually came down to a conclusion that the top golfers could play a bad shot and by the time they've walked up to that ball, they have convinced themselves that it's okay and how do they move forward? Whereas the very good technical golfer playing at number 100 in the world would often be still ruining over that last shot while trying to play the next shot. That's right. And you can see that in tennis and in cricket and lots of sports. You've got to be willing to get back to nothing. Yeah, start everyone as a clean stake. Yeah, exactly so, right. Talking of clean stakes, now we've spoken about staking something and using yeah. an app called mm -hmm. Stake Something. How do people get onto the app? How do coaches get onto the app? And I, you know, so looking through the website, I see that you have a, an individual option and a, an option for coaches. Can you explain a little bit more about how that works? Sure. Um, you can use the app by yourself, in which case you just download it from the App Store or Google Play. Um, or if you know a coach who's using this system, um, you can work with a coach. And, and, and really one good test in that is to, is to have a think about whether you can rely on yourself to um, honestly account for what you've done. If you think when a push comes to shove, I won't pay the $50 or the $100 or whatever you stake, then get a coach because you won't, you won't lie to a coach. Um, and if you think that you'll be reliable for giving the money to charity, if you don't do what you say, then you could, you could go by yourself. Okay. Both, both options are available. Yeah. And coaches will can sign up as a coach and have multiple people on the app and the platform, et cetera. Exactly, yes. And, and mostly the people interested in that are life coaches and business coaches um, and health professionals, particularly exercise-related people and dietitians. Okay. So if people want to get hold of Brett Treasure to find out more about this, besides coming to the beautiful port of Fremantle, yeah. um, how would they get hold of you? And, and or how do they get hold of this Stake Something app? Um, and just let's confirm the spelling. You have a website as well. Please, you know, share those details with us. Sure. It's stake, like stake in the ground, S-T-A-K-E, something.com. And the app is Stake Something uh, from the usual places. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Brett Treasure. Um, yeah, love to talk to anyone, particularly coaches who are interested in using the app. That'd be super. Okay, thank you very much, Brett. That's been very interesting. It's, it's made me think about uh, my own procrastination <laughs> and accountability. Oh, yeah? Um, what do you procrastinate about? Oh, I, I do, but I don't. I tend to be the, the chase the next bright, shiny object sometimes. You know, uh -huh. it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, a little bit like the goldfish swimming around the bowl. You know, that's a nice rock. And then two minutes now, <laughs> that's a nice rock. And so, you know, I'll be thinking about something and then I'll go, hmm, let's just research that and go off on a tangent. And sometimes... Yeah. 
bringing myself back by having a particular deadline is quite useful. Very good. Um, and, and that deadline is obviously, you know, money-based or something like that. So, um, but that was, that's fantastic. Thank you, Brett, for being a guest on the Business Excellence Podcast. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. This is Rail Bricker signing off for another edition with a reminder to pop along to excellencepodcast.com where you can download a number of free resources to help you on your journey to excellence in both business and in life.